Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 7 o'clock Sports Radio, 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley is behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. That is how you hop aboard on... This Thursday night, we'll lead you up to Thursday Night Football. And um, look, today, Trey Turner announced uh, officially by the Phillies. And, you know, these press conferences, when, when a new player comes in, when a star player comes in, typically you kind of know what you're going to get. Kind of they go through the routine where they thank people. The team talks about how much they love the player and blah, blah, blah. And most of them I, I don't take much out of. Right? It's a press conference. You know, and it's, it's, this is all – everyone's happy on a day like this. There's no hard questions coming to Trey Turner – on a day like today. But I got to tell you, after listening to it, I was impressed by Trey Turner today. It's the first time I've heard him speak that extendedly, you know, after games, you know, that kind of stuff, um, before a World Series or whatever with the Nationals. I've heard him talk before, but I never heard him, you know, ask questions and answers for 25 minutes. Why would I? And I was impressed by Trey Turner for a couple of reasons. One, he seems like he is a very driven player. I always wonder when a player is given this much money, you know, do they care? You know, do they really care? Because what is he's already won a World Series, and now he's been paid three hundred million dollars. Like, what what's left? You have to be driven to continue to be great when there's, you know, what's left. You you've accomplished basically everything you could set out to do. You've won and you've gotten paid. I think that most players, that's kind of the objective of their career: win, get get paid as much money as you possibly can. He's accomplished both of those. But I got the sense list of Trey Turner today. This this is a driven player, and it makes me feel better about having him for as many years as they're going to have him because. And maybe he's the kind of guy that is driven to try to get to 3,000 hits, which we talked about last night. Uh, he would have to hit, you know, hit really well in his 30s, but it's not out of the realm that Trey Turner could push near 3,000 hits when his career is over. So I, I thought that was that was really cool. Listen to Trey Turner talk about that. And the other thing that that hit me was, man, this was probably the easiest negotiation the Phillies ever had. Every time he talked about his wife, his wife's family, Flemington, New Jersey, being here, training in Florida, Bryce Harper, Kevin Long. The Phillies organization, like he wanted to come here. It's pretty clear, listening to Trey Turner talk, that he wanted to be here. And once the Phillies made it clear to him that they wanted him a great deal, and then obviously they were willing to go to an extended length in terms of money to bring him here, this was probably one of the easiest negotiations the Phillies ever had. Hey, this seems like a good dude who's driven, who's really a tremendous player, and he wants to be here. Let's get this thing done. And I think that's all, all part of the reason why Trey Turner is a Philly right now and will be for the next 11 years. But there's one more thing that I, I think, you know, oftentimes when we talk about fan bases and we talk about, you know, this fan base and, and, and how much, you know, I think a lot of times the only time 
the impact we have as fans comes up around here is when it's negative, right? And that happens once in a while. There's booing, there's people getting upset, and there's players, you know, not handling it well. That that comes up a lot, right? The whole Ben Simmons thing, were, were we the problem? Was he the problem? This comes up. Are we are is, is this town or Philadelphia fans too hard on players? You know what rarely comes up? The other side to all of this. And the other side being that once in a while a player watches the good here in Philadelphia. You know, the, the which is is the good and the bad, right? If it's bad, you're going to hear it in Philadelphia. And if it's not if it's great, you're going to be beloved in Philadelphia. And I think too often the other side doesn't come up. Well, today I was glad about this because Trey Turner brought it up. You know, he was asked about his reasoning for wanting to come to the Phillies. And, and listen to what he said. And what, what he says here, here's how I took it. We're going to play it for you. I took it as you and everyone that was at Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia in October. Not, not, just, so that, not just the team. We know the team went on a good run. Like, Trey Turner doesn't need to watch uh, the crowd reaction to know the team is pretty darn good. It's the people. Listen to Trey Turner talk about what he noticed watching from afar. They were uh, playing really good baseball at the end of the end of the season. It looked uh, not only fun for the players, but for the fans. It seemed like um, there's kind of that family aspect, um, and they were in it together. And, and I think that was more what jumped out to me is how much fun the players were having and the fans together uh, than anything. And you know, you could hear it through your TV how loud loud the stadium was. And, um, and I played here many, many times, but I don't know if I've ever seen it like that, and and rightfully so. But I think uh, you know, making World Series and, and playing at that time of year is, is really important and really fun. So you could hear it through your TV how loud it was. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. Give yourself a pat on the back if you went to any of those games, maybe with the exception of Game Four of the World Series. That one wasn't as much fun. No, we had a good atmosphere before the first pitch, Tucker. The, the rest of the night. Not quite as fun. It peaked when Jimmy Rollins and Chase Utley came out on the field. Yeah. Other than that game. You could have gone home and not missed a thing. I would say every other game of the – was that the only game of the postseason they lost? Well, they lost game five at home, but that was a very close game with a lot of excitement, the Schwarber home run. So other than game four, every home game was either a win in the postseason or it was a very, very exciting atmosphere. Give yourself a pat on the back. Like, Trey Turner saw that. He was going to make a lot of money anywhere he played. He was going to be courted by any team that, that had a need for an infielder or a shortstop this offseason. And you know what? Did the Phillies have an advantage here because of where they are ge- geographically compared to where his wife's family is and all that? Yeah, they obviously had an advantage. But he said this guy played in the World Series with the Nationals. He played here many times as a visitor, many times over the years. And he said he never saw or heard it like that. I, I think it, it, it should be brought up that all the time that it comes up with the, this fan base when it comes to players, players outside of here, the negative perception of how hard it can be when it's hard, right? Let's go to Ben Simmons. He, he stunk and he hurt it. How hard it can end up for you if you're not playing well and if, if you're not where you need to be. It, it turned out to be, for him, a toxic environment. But guess what? For other players watching the good, it's an incredible environment. And, and the Phillies... And we saw it. We we all lived it together. There was something between this team and this fan base in the month of October that was absolutely awesome to watch. And you know what? That might be the lasting impression that baseball has of October, like the, uh, of the Phillies run in October. Not so much Bryce Harper hit a bunch of home runs. Everyone knows Bryce Harper's a great player. He can hit home runs. I think the real sense is that this town is a baseball town again and how much the players fed off of that. I, I mean, I, I felt that all of October. I said it all of October. It's the loudest atmosphere I've ever been in, and I felt there was something It was something going on. 
here. And, and Trey Turner obviously noticed it. So that was cool to hear. The other thing that was fun uh, was Trey Turner answering Howard's question about where he's going to hit in the lineup. So Howard asked him about, you know, you know, where's he going to hit? That's what everyone's talking about. It's true. We, we've been talking about where he's going to hit in the lineup for for days now. Here's how Trey Turner answered that, including a nugget about already talking to Kyle Schwarber about all this. I did get a phone call this morning from Kyle Schwarber, and he asked me the same question. And I hadn't, hadn't thought about it much, but um, you guys got a pretty good leadoff hitter, or we have a pretty good leadoff hitter in, in Schwarber. And um, I don't know. I don't know if he stole a lot of bases last year. He's kind of coming <laughs> around there. So... I, I, I don't know if I want to kick him out of there or, you know, I, I don't know what it may be, but um, I think it's going to be fun playing in this lineup uh, up uh, from top to bottom. I think there's so many guys that can contribute, so I'm excited. Um, I don't really have a preference, truthfully. I don't really care, um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give uh, Shorbs a hard time on that one. So it, I saw people taking that answer as if Schwarber called him to say that he still wanted to hit leadoff. I, that wasn't my interpretation of it. I, I thought that was kind of a playful thing. Uh, between him and and uh, Turner in terms of who's going to hit leadoff. I don't know the answer. I think there's a lot of assumption out there that Trey Turner will absolutely be the leadoff hitter. I'm not assuming that. I, I don't think the Phillies have a lineup that fits naturally if Trey Turner hits leadoff because then who is two? Do you, how do you separate the lefties between Bryce Harper and and uh, Kyle Schwarber? I don't know. And, and, of course, this could change. It's fluid. You know, we're not going to have – uh, Harper and Schwerber and Turner all in the lineup together until, I don't know, late June, early July. So there could be different um, machinations of this thing. But I took that as a playful thing. Tucker, I saw people taking it as like, oh, Schwerber called to tell him he still wants to hit leadoff. I, I, thought they were having, I thought he was having fun with it. I mean, classic Kyle Schwerber, bad locker room guy and <laughs> yeah, selfish yeah. teammate. I, I think it's a playful thing, right? Like, I think it's funny. I just, I would be shocked if Kyle Schwerber's actually upset and Quite honestly, I think if Bryce Harper isn't in the lineup to start the season, it makes more sense to put Trey Turner in the leadoff spot and drop Kyle Schorber down to, to four or five so he can be a, a run-producing bat for you. Mm-hmm. And they might do that. And then when Harper comes back, then you maybe reconfigure the whole thing because you want to keep Harper and, and Schwerber not on top of each other with the two lefties there. But that was interesting. But then he went on to talk about where he hits in the lineup and, and where, where he's comfortable. I thought this was an interesting answer from Trey Turner. I used to lead off a lot first five years of my career, but the last you know two or three years I hit second and third, um, not much lead off. So um, you know I'm pretty comfortable anywhere. I, I told them kind of in the process is um, I like hitting the same spot every day, trying to learn my job and who's behind me, who's in front of me. So a couple things on that. One, when he was young, he did hit lead off for the Nationals, almost primarily a lead off hitter. I remember a lot of those games against the Phillies and he killed them. And then he went to the Dodgers there. That's that's what he's speaking of when he went to the Dodgers. And he really became a two or a three hitter. So it, my my recollection is that he was hitting two behind Mookie Betts. But then he did hit a three a lot this year. And I I thought that was they wanted to, just like I'm talking about, the lefty-righty thing. I, I, I recall a lot of games this year watching the Dodgers where it was Betts, Freeman, Turner. They went righty, lefty, righty. So they said – and. Like, I don't know, is that a natural spot for, for Freddie Freeman? He was not really a two-hitter for the Braves. He was more of a three- or a four-hitter or whatever, but he hit two there. But, what you know, sometimes I think we overrate this stuff. Just put the best hitters near the top, and you're good, probably that's you're going to score enough runs doing that. If you have your best hitters bunched in, a, in the top of the order, they get more plate appearances. But I thought it was interesting how he framed it. He doesn't care where he hits. He just wants to know where he's going to hit on, on a most often basis. So... You know, you think back to the playoffs last year. Didn't Tupper not change the lineup 
Like he kept everyone one, two, three, four for a while. So I would think if that's this guy's preference, wherever he puts him, he'll leave him there for a while. I think so, too. And it's funny he mentioned that because you go look at his splits last year. He played 78 games batting second, 59 batting third, and 23 batting leadoff. Like, he had 100 plate appearances at three different places in that lineup. Yeah, well, maybe he didn't love that compared to what he's done in the past. But, you know, just listening to him, I'm impressed. I think the leadoff thing will not have clarification until we get to opening day. And then, again, it might change because we will get towards the time of the year when Bryce Harper comes back. 215-592-9494 to react here as the Phillies announce Trey Turner and uh, their new $300 million man. Let's talk to Mark in Woodbury Heights. Hey, Mark. How you doing, Joe? Good, Mark. What's on, what's on your mind tonight? Joe, if Trey Turner stays healthy, this could be one of the biggest free agent signings in the history of Philadelphia sports because this guy is a stud. He's a world champion. He is excellent offensively. He is excellent defensively. There's no holes in this guy's game. Well, so, I agree with you. I mean, he hits 300. He has he has power to hit for more than 20 home runs, which most most shortstops obviously don't do that. He steals bases. He plays good defense. And I thought today was interesting. He he talked about not being satisfied with his defense. He wants to be even better than he's been so far. Absolutely. And, and you know what? Philadelphia is a baseball town. I mean, it, I'm, it's a football town as well. But, you know, when you go 11 years of not making the playoffs, people get tired of that. And that's why you saw attendance start starting to uh, fade out this year until they got back into the playoffs. We want a winner, you know, and it's not cheap to go to the ballpark to watch a team that stinks every year. So, you know, what they did in the playoffs, he mentioned it in his press conference. That absolutely had something to do with him coming here because of the excitement. You know, the Philadelphia fans, they're all on board, but please give us something to be on board about. And and that's what they, they now have done. So the Phillies are obviously extremely relevant, National League champions. It, it's going to be a great year. But here's my question for you. How do you maximize this lineup? And are you really maximizing Kyle Schwarber by leading him off? Here's a guy that hit. 40, what, almost 50 homers, right? Mm-hmm. For the year, he hit over 50. Yeah, he did. Right? 46 and then I think six more in the in the playoffs. Right. And what was his RBI total? Uh, I th- Well, for the regular season, it was 94. And I, I don't know the playoffs, but, you know, whatever. Maybe maybe eight or ten more. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really feeling that you need to move him down because he's such a home run threat every time he steps in the box. He makes contact, the ball can sail out of there. And you've got to put Turner at the top of the lineup, and you've got to put Harper behind Turner, you know, when he gets back. All right, so, Har- put- so do you want to go uh, Turner, Harper, 1-2? I wouldn't mind that. You ha- I think you have to, because now you're going to get the max out of Kyle Schwarber. You know, instead of, you know, Schwarber hits 40 home runs, instead of knocking in 85, 90 runs, he's going to knock in 120. And and the game's all about RBI. It's all about not. It's all about scoring runs, and and you're not maximizing him at the leadoff spot. Trey Turner's not necessarily a home run guy. He can hit you twenty to twenty five, right? He's he's a contact guy, and Harper can hit you homers, and he can get on base, and he's a contact guy and a home run guy. So to me, you need those two 
at the top of your lineup. You know, I wouldn't bat Schwarber third because I, I, I would like to break up uh, Harper and Schwarber. And I think JT Romuto with a little bit more discipline at the plate, he could duplicate what he did in the second half of this season. So they put and, him at three? I wouldn't mind that. So Turner, Harper, Realmuto, Schwarber, one, two, three, four? I mean, does, does, in your opinion, is that maximizing the offense better off than Schwarber leading off with nobody on? Yeah, it, I, it's, it, so that of all the, the machinations, and Mark, I always appreciate your phone call, of all the suggestions that have been thrown at me, because I've thrown out, the Schwarber one, Turner two, because I want to separate those lefties. I put JT three, three and and Bryce four, but I like the one Mark threw out there. I could I could do that. Turner one. I've always thought Bryce should be higher. Like I want to get. I mean, it, it's just math, right? Over the course of a game or the season, whoever bats ones at one and two get more plate appearances. The lineup turns over one extra time. You get you get those guys coming up. I would not mind Turner one, Harper two. Like I, I'm I'm a Schwarber guy. And I, I, I don't mind him hitting leadoff. I actually like it. I think he does well there. But if it ends up Turner 1, Harper 2, you won't hear me complain. They're the best hitters. Yeah, and if you're putting your two best hitters at the top of the lineup, they're getting the most at-bats. And I think back to the playoff run, how many games did they go where Bryce Harper didn't get to hit until the second inning? I know that's kind of a silly thing, but it's not. I, think it's I don't silly. know. I, I like having my best hitter get a shot against a starting pitcher in the first inning of a game instead of him leading off the second inning. Well, and then just think about, like, late in the game, the lineup's turning back over, right? And and Schwarber's coming up. Like, you know, just going back to last year. Like, you know you are you were still a couple spots away from Bryce Harper. We had, we had to, like, sit through a Reese Hoskins strikeout before we got to where we wanted to go. And it adds protection, right? Like, we saw how Houston pitched him in the World Series when only Nick Castellanos was batting behind him. If he's batting two and Romuto and Schwarber and, you know, Harper are sitting three, four, five behind him, People are going to have to pitch to him. Yeah, well, that's true because um, you do not want to put guys on base for eventually Kyle Schwarber coming up. That That's a good point, and it's certainly one that um, – that, look, here, here's the best part about this. The Phillies have a star player now to make this change and debate possible. Last year, I mean, they didn't really have many options. Like, who are you going to put up at the top? Let's be real. Like, you know, people talked about Bryson Stott, and I like Bryson Stott, and I think he's going to have a bright future in Philadelphia. Bryson Stott did not – Hit, like our perception of Bryce Stott is is, is gone uh, over what the reality is. He didn't have a hit in the World Series. Like I, I loved his at bats, and he had some great at bats. He didn't have a hit in the World Series. So like we sometimes we go a little far with who's ready for these kind of roles. Turner obviously, I mean the guy is a three oh two career hitter. Last two full last two seasons he's had one hundred ninety four hundred ninety five hits. I mean this guy is he can excel in any spot. That that's what makes him so fun. And I was I was impressed today. The guy seems like he is driven. To be a great player, I I I love that he said his defense isn't good enough. You know, I think we look at him because he's fast and athletic, and we assume he's been a great fielder. I wouldn't say um, Trey Turner has been a great fielder yet in his career. He's not bad, um, but he hasn't won a Gold Glove. I don't think he's been a great fielder. Hope if he keeps improving and he be, maybe, if he can become a Gold Glover at any point during this uh, time with the Phillies, that would be. Uh, That'd be awesome because we know the offense is going to be there and he's going to get on base and steal a bunch of bases. So today's a big day for the Phillies, and it was exciting to watch that. Trey Turner, number seven. I'm sure we'll see a lot of those jerseys uh, around the city and, and T-shirts uh, over the next couple of weeks. I mean, is it, do you think this is a coincidence the Phillies d- tried to wrap this all up before the Christmas season? Yeah, I mean, are now people heading down to the the store at the, at the stadium to buy their number seven jerseys? I mean, I told my kids that they got Trey Turner. I tried to explain who he was and the kind of player. And then they were we were playing baseball and they were running really fast. They wanted to be like Trey Turner. 
Do they not usually run fast? But like they were like almost. Did they think they were running faster because they wanted to be Trey Turner? Yeah, like they were saying like, look how fast I'm running, and then they were like falling on the ground because they wanted to be like Trey Turner. So gotcha. I imagine they'll sell a, a bunch of jerseys, t-shirts the next couple of weeks. All right, we'll be back tomorrow night. And we have football coming up next with the Rams and the Raiders on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Start NFL Week 14 off right with a no-sweat same-game parlay from FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forest Casino, America's number one sports. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. You'll get free bets back if your Thursday night same-game parlay doesn't hit. NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday tonight. Give me the Oakland, excuse me, the Las Vegas quarterback to go over his passing yards. I will take an anytime touchdown for Devontae Adams, and I'm going to go with Las Vegas to win and cover this game. Build your own or choose from one of the popular same-game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. However you want to play, you could bet the NFL on Thursday night with a no-sweat same-game parlay. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. I really like the FanDuel app. Just sign up promo code CHILIO if you don't already have an account. If you already have FanDuel, you're all set. Just sign in to see what you got. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.